Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today, I am talking to Derek Nolt. He is the founder and CEO of Blade Flex, which is an innovative company here in the Edmonton region. Welcome to the show, Derek. Thanks for having me, Lance. Glad to be here. So, Derek, before we get into what Blade Flex is and what problem you're trying to solve with it, why don't you tell me what are three things that you think every entrepreneur needs to know based off of the experience you've had as an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, there's so many questions. Yeah, that somebody not knowing how the journey is going to, uh, you know, materialize as they start. And so I guess looking back for sure, there would be a few things that I would definitely uh, make sure new entrepreneurs would have. And that would be, you know, having a, a great team on board. And and if you don't know uh, certain aspects of that, really finding those key members that would uh, help fill some of those voids. And so, uh, you know, as a founder or co-founder, sometimes you rely just on your core group uh, for a lot of answers. And and that can be sometimes a little bit limiting or challenging when, you know, you try and do everything yourself. And so I think uh, relying on outside expertise and, you know, whether that's government grants or filling out a business plan and really having people read it and getting second opinions is really helpful. So um, yeah, really trying to expand your network early on would be really a beneficial thing for new people. Um, Excellent. And yeah, yeah it's just really can be a, a trying time. So yeah, having people you can rely on. So. Okay. What well, would be number two then? Um, I guess with that, yeah, not knowing, I guess, certain aspects, um, maybe the financial planning side of things too. I, I think sometimes people think, you know, depending on your situation, it might not uh, be long of a road. I know early on I was working as a carpenter and so, you know, still having some side income and other things while you develop your own projects is always helpful. So <laughs> it can be uh, challenging when you, uh, you know, think things are going to move a little quicker than you at first thought. And so having, yeah, that, kind of forecast and some some planning early on can really help you uh, drive the meter forward so um yeah a little yeah, bit of a financial it, runway as well right because i mean this is one of the things that i always hear all the time is plan for it to take at least twice as long as what you think and cost <laughs> twice as much twice as much right? yeah 10 times as much and twice as long <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever the numbers would be but yeah definitely uh plan for the worst and hope for the best but um yeah with that i think the third one would be just uh, the resilience of you know yourself mm -hmm. um whether it is financial or or figuring out problems that would be uh something that people should realize early on that things aren't going to always go as planned. And so having, um, whether it's through other jobs you've had or other, you know, goals that you attained in the past, I think you really have to rely on yourself as, you know, your work ethic to get you through those challenging times. So. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Okay. So tell me a little bit about Bladeflex then. What is it that you guys are doing over there? Yeah, so Bladeflex, we're developing more than just one product now, but initially it was a uh, upper body rehabilitation device, which really helps the uh, shoulders, back and neck area ad basically adapt into better form. And we do that with the resistance that's adjustable built into it. And so uh, we know the muscles really can adapt into the direction that the force is applied onto them. And so um, it really helped me in my shoulder pain, both the anterior shoulder pain in both shoulders and just uh, helped myself out and once we developed it and went to uh, medical professionals and really got it into the trial phases it really was something that we could see helping other people so it was 
um, basically yeah, a rehabilitation device for the upper body is what we developed. Excellent. And so you said that it really helped you. So did that come from an issue that you were having with your shoulders and neck? Yeah, I actually broke my collarbone snowboarding uh, quite a few years ago. But um, yeah, after that injury healed and then getting into more physically demanding jobs, I think things compound over the years. And that's when you really have to figure out how to fix yourself. And so the massages and the physio appointments helps, you know, on a, on a regular basis, but it's having something that you can utilize basically, you know, whenever you need it, like not having to go seek out that professional help and, and really just using something that you can use at home or in the office or anywhere you, you might need that extra support. So. Yeah. So having not used it before, I, I don't know if I would be describing it correctly, but I think you, you kind of, it straps you, over your shoulders right. kind of and, and stretches across your backside right yeah. uh, across the uh, your shoulder blades i guess and then it kind of just keeps the posture correct is that what it does yeah and so you you set it up to basically uh provide that resistance on where you would like to go and so you bring your shoulders back and you set it up into a position where that's your new normal is your standard position so you can do that by standing up against the wall and setting your position up so your your head your shoulders and your lower back are touching the wall and for some people you can't even touch your shoulders and your neck against the wall at the same time so it's you realize you know just doing the wall test how bad maybe those three components are and so um, we set it up to basically where you would like to get to and then with that resistance through movements we can get people to uh, move their shoulders in uh, specific exercises and that really adapts their muscle memory into that position where they can feel more aligned from top to bottom. So is your target audience mostly people who have had some sort of injury like you mentioned you had your collarbone uh, broken at one point um, or is it people who have you know kind of repetitive tasks where uh, where they end up kind of hunching over uh, and it just creates uh, just poor posture and, and issues then uh, yeah, back and shoulders. I think a lot of people can benefit. Yeah, if you don't have injuries, I think it benefits the people the most who have had injuries, um, who maybe you know have had that repetitive tasks that got their body into really poor positioning over time. Um, so, uh, but there are a lot of repetitive tasks, even sitting at the office or driving uh, trucks. You know, so that could be something that even as a passive thing for people who don't have injuries, if they want to get more mobility in their shoulders, this would be a, a good option for them too. Um, Cause yeah, you do really limit your mobility when you have forward uh, rolling shoulders and, and that starts to get the neck out of place and then strain on the whole system. So yeah, yeah it can definitely benefit. I think the people mostly have had injuries, but again, anybody who's dealing with those muscle imbalances. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, I'm I'm curious. I I would think that there would be a really big growing market for this with everybody nowadays. All our kids growing <laughs> up hunched over their devices, right? Yeah, and exactly. So you have that rolling sh uh, forward shoulders, and so I think posture. If there's any going to be any point in the history of mankind in which posture <laughs> is going to be a problem. It's right now, right? Yeah, so your, exactly. your audience must be growing, I would think. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, maybe in the coming years as people develop, yeah. Um, yeah. That poor muscle memory, I think. Yeah, growing up for me, it wasn't, you know, really a thing so much, you know, the smart devices, but now it's 
you know, the iPhone seems like it's 10 pounds heavier than it was and <laughs> than the Samsung that I had. So I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I need it more than ever. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of things that put the forward facing stresses on our bodies. And so, um, yeah. you know, spinal conditions are more of a long-term thing. And so we're developing products that work, work with the blade flex and try and help that whole spinal and kinetic chain adapt. So it's, very interesting uh, yeah it's yeah. kind of an ongoing uh, you know business solution there so so in terms of the business then uh tell me how long have you been you know in development and then now commercializing the product it, yeah i think you mentioned around four years is that about right yeah we had a couple of years in development and it was really about a lot of trial and error and uh, the blade flex itself wasn't you know designed or focusing on the same design early on it was kind of more something that could work with a bit of resistance and um, we ended up changing the design early on and you know even having a singular uh, resistance in the middle and so really splitting it up into the the two components and having it much more functional and um, so it did take a few years in development to find a solution that worked uh, very efficiently and and yeah we've been on the market a couple of years and growing now we're going to grow on the product line out and developing new ideas with it so yeah so in terms of your go-to-market strategy uh what is that what how are you distributing this is it through retailers or are you going direct to consumer what's uh what's your business model uh, our business model is primarily uh, b2c through our website and uh targeting you know people in the u.s north america markets right now and um we do have distribution in the states and so that's our market is primarily north america but in canada we are covered through benefits and so we're uh, focusing on the physiotherapy and the clinics and really the rehabilitation uh, sides and so we're on some medical websites as well so if you see our product you can um, get a cover through your benefits as well and so it's a nice option uh, for the canadian partners that we have yeah, that's ideal from a business owner's perspective, right? Like for you to be able to tap into the benefit programs because now it's really no cost to the to the consumer then in a lot of circumstances. Yeah, or even if you've been involved in a car accident sometimes, or I think in all cases, you're given a $200 credit. And um, when I was involved in one, yeah, they gave me, you know, the foam rollers or something that might help. And really, this could be something that could be given to people who've had a car accident or upper body injuries. So, yeah. So, what are some of the challenges then? Do you see going forward with your the growth of your business? I know you're talking about expanding into new product lines or additional product lines. Um, are there challenges to that? Are there challenges to distribution or marketing or financing? I know we we bumped <laughs> into each above. other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the above. <laughs> yeah, so so tell me what some some of the ones that kind of keep you up at at night. Like, what are the biggest challenges that you think you're going to be facing as you continue to grow the company? Yeah, as we grow, we want to increase our margins, and so uh, you know, anytime you're ordering product, you always get uh, a better margin when you order larger amounts. And so early on, uh, the margins aren't great and then as we're scaling now you can order larger amounts and so that really brings your cost down and so that's one of the challenges early on it's um you know if you have x amount of dollars available that you can order large amounts then that's fine but if you're trying to grow a business you gotta i guess bite the bullet and have you know worse margins early on so yeah just having that cost available 
and fundraising events. Yeah, we're uh, trying to raise a round so we can launch a new product and really scale up basically those uh, two parts. Yeah, and so then from a uh, manufacturing standpoint, is this all manufactured offshore then? And and so then you're you're uh, importing the, the finished product or are you doing some manufacturing here? Uh, yeah, we did initially manufacture here and we had local seamstresses and, uh, you know, local other manufacturers of different parts that we have. And so that was kind of nice to work with uh, some of those local companies. And so as we scale, we're going to still do some here, but um, yeah, it's going to be offshore and then just ship directly to the U.S., you know, from our manufacturer. And so just saves a lot of the, the shipping costs. And of course, like just the scale of manufacturing, it's quite difficult to do when yeah. things do cost a lot more in Canada. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, one of the big challenges that most companies are having right now who are doing offshore manufacturing is just supply chain management. So how have you been able to manage that as you're growing your company at the same time? Yeah, so we do have a, a good fulfillment center in the US. And so they have uh, direct um, lines that can basically divert from consolidated shipping so they don't have to offload like a traditional container so we can actually get like a three-week turnaround time which is normally about three oh. months so yeah we've we did find a good partner that can have a streamlined uh, supply chain for us yeah that's that's huge um, for you but your customers and not having those delays i mean it keeps that cash flow going right which is really yeah great. Yeah, and you might see, you know, if a product is getting dropshipped, like the way we did it, you know, developing from scratch is a lot harder. And, um, you know, the challenges of not having somebody that you can just bring a product straight to your customer from overseas, you know, and that's obviously a business model for some, but again, developing a unique system and your own supply chain, it's much more challenging, but you control, I guess, all aspects of it. So that's good. Yeah. So what percentage of your sales would be direct to consumer versus, you know, run through some of the physiotherapy, massage therapy, some of these other other retail oriented or distributor oriented? Uh, yeah, it's probably about 80 percent online. It's a majority uh, online. So we're going to be okay. pushing those channels and, and really scaling yeah. up those, uh, you know, getting onto YouTube and doing a little bit more uh, sports endorsements. And so really uh, working with yeah. some of our partners here and and uh, growing those channels in the next year. So. Yeah. So now, as you are developing the product and you're you know thinking about that go-to-market strategy, there'd be a lot of people who are listening to this right now who could be in a similar situation where they have a product and they're trying to figure out, okay, do I focus on, you know, the retails and and distribution channels that way, or do I really focus on direct to consumer? So when you were making those evaluations, why did you choose? to go more into the direct-to-consumer versus uh, the more traditional distribution channels? Yeah, I think, the, you know, knowing our customer and finding those right key demographics is easier online. And so uh, through social platforms and, and you know, direct-to-consumer. So the retail play has a little bit uh, less margins and more about volume. So I think that's kind of a secondary step that you have to kind of grow first. And then once you get your supply chain and, your customers figured out then the retailers would be interested in. So a lot of times, yeah, the retail play might work for some, but um, you know, like the Connor McDavid's <laughs> and the people who have the brand and the money, you know, they, he has his own line of, uh, you know, braces or other things for the wrist and ankles and stuff. And so you go into sport checks and you see them on the shelf pretty quick, but uh, I think for anybody starting out, yeah, 
definitely want to start learning about your customer, growing that uh, demographic and finding their key avatars. And then the retail will come and, you know, the margins won't be as good. So it's about volume at that point. So. Yeah. Yeah. So now in terms of your journey to this point, uh, have you been in any of the accelerators or, uh, you know, within the startup community, what kind of support have you been able to get um, through the community and through some of the different programs that might be available? Yeah, we've been a part of a few different groups, um, you know, Health City, Alberta Innovates, we received a grant from Alberta Innovates for some intellectual property and uh, Health City um, paid for courses through Bahala Angels or other uh, local investor groups that do hold uh, camps where they teach young entrepreneurs who would not know maybe the business models to run and uh, your customers and what to expect when you actually seek out other investments. And so uh, really uh, relying on those sources for inspiration and just that, you know, getting into the game a little bit and learning how it works when you start talking to investors and working on deal structure. I think it's very important to uh, really rely on other people who can help you along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that circles back to that point that you were making at the beginning, right? Where you were saying, you know, this is something that every entrepreneur needs to know and that's surrounding yourself with that team, right? Beyond just the employee base, beyond the people that you're, you're, you're having, you know, support the growth of the business internally. It's also the external community too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, again, you don't know which direction you might go into and, um, you know, with us new products, or if it's uh, like we're developing a motion capture system. So adding a tech component, I think it's important to really, uh, you know, work with other partners. And that's a good way to grow your own is helping other people in their businesses as well. So yeah, yeah, completely. So I'm curious, if you had the ability to write yourself a letter and send that back to, you know, Derek of four years ago, or when you were, <laughs> you know, starting down this path, what would be in that letter? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like my patent lawyer kind of said too, like in the beginning, like, you know, you try and see down the road, like as much as you can, but sometimes you just don't know what that next iteration is or uh, tech piece or partner. And, and so it's, yeah, definitely challenging. I think it would be uh, just having the foresight if you can, uh, when early on is to not be just thinking about one product or one category but really thinking about it as a whole business and and seeing what other areas that you might be able to grow that and it might be different than what you initially uh, started out as so yeah yeah but and that's actually brings up a really interesting follow-up question i think and that is in terms of at what stage do you know that it's right to basically bring on that second product um because I mean, this is still a, a relatively new product to the marketplace. And so um, when you start diverting your attention into more SKUs, that could be <laughs> yeah. a distraction, right? And so, and also it could also be a, another, you know, drain on resources too, whether it's your time or money and so on. So how do you know when the time is right to add another item to the SKU? Yeah, it's definitely hard to uh, manage all those things at once. I think uh, you do want to grow one product, you know, as much as you can initially. Um, for us, we, you know, we had our customers reach out and saying it would be good to have this attachment or that attachment or be able to do this and that. And I think, you know, working with our kinetic chain experts and having um, 
different exercises we want to incorporate a little bit of weight in it as well and really working on that full uh, postural chain so um yeah it's kind of like the horse before the cart but i think our initial product's really good but it's the complementary products that are going to make it so much better so it's it's a challenge yeah you want to have it all at once but you really got to <laughs> you know take it one bite at a time so to speak so yeah yeah it's difficult to to know right when when is the right time but it sounds like in your case anyway that these are independent you know products uh as much as they are complementary in the sense that it's going to also help accelerate the it the does sales. yeah so it kind of goes back to this square one like with any other uh product that we're adding on you know it would be good to order that ten thousand units but we're actually going to just start with like a hundred or or so like um, our backpack attachments allows people to go out on the trails and and have it on uh with some snacks or some water to add that weight to it so strengthens your core a little bit more and so um it was something that we could order just a, a few hundred instead of you know going for that large round so it is about just kind of going back to how we started the first one and and um you know seeing what's going to work with the new product before you actually order a lot so yeah yeah completely but i think that this is just a really uh cool innovation that you've created and something where you know it's just you don't have a background in in any of this stuff really right no, just a, a phd in uh, pain i say yeah so <laughs> phd in pain like yeah yeah it's which, like i need help so, so yeah 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 so i'm, <laughs> like I'm gonna fix it myself i'm gonna figure out a way to do it yeah. yeah so so what inspired you to to take that leap of faith uh and and like really go you know this is something that i want to turn into a business at some point uh do you have a, a family that has a background in in entrepreneurialism or is this something that is just really new to you and you just uh, believed in the in the solution so much yeah i kind of had an idea that maybe develop something after i broke my collarbone and they gave me a medical splint and it was really restrictive and that's what they sell for posture devices on the market they're very restrictive and and then the idea kind of just went away for a couple of years actually um but then you get injured again and then you kind of look back and it's like well my injuries are still here like you know it's hard to really overcome these muscle imbalances so with uh prototyping a little bit cheaper than it used to be with 3d printers i found a local engineer and you know when you develop something that's minimum viable product that actually works for yourself then you kind of think well yeah then you go down the manufacturing road which is even more challenging <laughs> than the initial 3D prototype uh, product. So then we redesigned it again uh, for mold molding overseas. And then, yeah, it was just, you know, from there, it's kind of like, well, once we got that product landed, it worked really well that we just at that point, you know, wanted to move forward with it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, really cool. Well, thanks so much, Derek. I really appreciate you sharing your story and I wish you, you know, all the success that uh, I'm sure is in, in front of you here. It's got to be a great product with, like I was saying before, I think it's a growing marketplace. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a, a definitely a need there. So it's yeah, for sure. Finding it, yeah. One okay. step at a time though. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. And for those of you who are watching this episode today, if you enjoyed this one and want to check out some other entrepreneurial uh, stories and the journeys of those who are making some really cool products out there, head over to amplifyyourbusiness.ca and you're going to find the archive there. And if you are watching but would prefer to be listening, you can find us by searching Amplify Your Business on all of the major podcasting platforms. 
So until next time, everybody have a prosperous day. And thank you again so much, Derek, for sharing your story. Yeah, thanks a bunch, Lance. See you guys.